Unfiltered with Matthew Barnaby is sponsored by Bet99 Sportsbook. We are responsible gambling. Every game starts at Bet99, Ontario only. My guest today, I was thinking of adjectives, nicknames, whatever it may be. But when you're from Alaska, it's really fucking tough. So Alaskan asshole is all I could come up with. Host JD Bunkus, podcast, Sportsnet, host on Raptors postgame. Sportsnet 590, a friend and someone I truly respect in the business. Not only how good he is on air, uh, but the person he is. JD, welcome. What's up, brother? Well, first of all, like it's Yukon, and I would like, how dare you call me an American? Also, I got quick funny stories about Alaska. How dare you call me an American? Yeah. My kids are American. I know that's really tough for them. <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> tough look. Uh, when I was a kid, we would go play hockey tournaments in Alaska, right? Yeah. And whenever we would go up there, like as young kids, especially like those first couple of times, we'd be thinking because we were Canadian that we were going to beat the fucking brakes off those kids. <laughs> we were like, you know, select team Yukon. Uh, by the way, pretty big brag by me. I played. Oh, on, yeah. I, I remember on... the first time we had beers. Yeah. First time we had beers after your show. <laughs> and you were like, oh, yeah, I was good. I was on the, the rep triple C yeah. Yukon yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, there's like 29,000 people in all the Yukon and probably like, uh, I don't know how many kids that could get goaltending equipment, but I was one of them. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, I was one of those kids. Anyway, we're going up there, right on the bus, and we're kids. And one of my earliest memories is just thinking that because we were Canadian, that we were going to go up there and basically be like the Mighty Ducks, like we're going to teach them about hockey, right? And then you realize that they're from places where there's like two hundred thousand people, and we're from like we're nothing to them they're like yukon and they would put ass whoopings on us in alaska like you would not believe and this just continued like throughout my entire hockey career like that's what being on team yukon was is like you would go to a different city in like british columbia or alberta (laughs) or alaska and some you're like you said junior a c b whatever the team was would just pump you 10-1-9-1 that's all my life in hockey ever was was like going to places and it's like you would think like oh did you go play calgary no like we'd go to like prince george and that team would be like 10 nothing <laughs> you know? we'd go like kid him at bc you know 11 <laughs> one you know, just constantly and being a goaltender it's like yeah, it was not exactly the most glamorous of uh, lifestyles as a kid, especially parents still hate you. Like, you're like, you know, maybe 8 1 would have been a more appropriate score, but you suck. And now it's 11 1. Anyway, Bu- uh, building, building character, building oh, character. My, my stepson's friends went to Toronto this last weekend, and they're like a rep B or C basketball team. And they, they just play for fun. I mean, they. They're very average players, but they go, went down there and they were in the wrong division yeah. and literally yeah. lost like 90 to 20 every oh. fucking game. And like, you just spent like a thousand dollars in hotels, <laughs> food and gas and just to get shit kicked. But dude, you know this better than anybody. Cause like you actually like played up and yeah, like you made it to the NHL, but it's like when you're that age, especially no, like, of course you want to win. Like you're a competitor yeah. and especially for somebody yeah. like you, that was actually so competitive and that they like made it to the NHL despite all the odds like that you'd faced in your life. Like a thing about you is like passionate guy who made it that way. You wanted to win, no question about it. 
But the thing that I'm guessing you miss more than anything is just like the hanging out with your buddies, like the, the bus ride in the hotel, like that you spent a thousand dollars for. Oh my God, that's the greatest thing ever. Like, that's all I look back on being like, wow, you really got to be with, like, you got to extend a dream of just hanging out with buddies and friends and guys into those hotels and restaurants, but with money traveling <laughs> for extra years like all of us have to cap it off and it's like hey that fun stuff you're 17 it's over now like time to go to school time to get a job time to go into a trade and you got to live the gravy train of like boy we get to hang out with the fellas at nice restaurants for the next like 15 years pretty nice it's funny it's funny you bring that up because we've never talked about this but one of my favorite stories mm -hmm. is my ex-wife you know my, i had two young kids like at the time like three and one and we'd be on the road and at Ruth's Chris and having a, a, a beautiful bottle of wine, a nice steak cut. And, I, and she's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, oh, I'm like tired. And she's like, don't even fucking start. And all I hear is like Matthew Jr. crying in the background, like tugging at her leg. My daughter just Taylor going fucking a wild. And she'd be trying to talk to me. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, deal, deal me in. We'd be playing yeah. cards tired, at the yeah. table as well, and I wouldn't listen to a fucking word she was saying. And yeah. all of a sudden, I was like, are, "Are you there?" Yeah. And it was like just a, a a dead signal, like she was gone. And I'd yeah. get a text like two minutes later, like, "You're a fucking asshole." Yeah, like I'm at you home are. with two kids, and <laughs> yeah. you're complaining about your life at Ruth's Chris playing yeah. poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough, so sleepy. <laughs> let's jump right oh, into the NHL. Still, um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, a huge, huge week and kind mm -hmm. of an embarrassing story if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, mm -hmm. a, a fan of Bruce Boudreaux, who I like a lot, the person. I think he's a good coach. I'm caught in the middle on, on the outside on analyzing it because I'm a huge Rick Tockett fan. Huge. Yeah. He coached me in, in Colorado. I've gotten to know him after the game. Uh, respect the guy a lot, his, his coaching style, uh, the person he is. Uh, what did you make of this whole situation? Well, I, I think that Rick is completely absolved from this entire situation. Like he didn't do anything wrong. This is the business. Like coaches get fired and coaches get hired. And yeah. um, he's a respected guy around the league. He was someone that we all knew was going to get back into coaching again at some point. Like he, uh, he didn't want a bench job. I know in Toronto, I think that the Leafs tried to get him here um, to be a part of their bench and didn't really go that way. Because this, he knew he's a head coach in the league. Um, and I don't think he needed to like earn his stripes to get back in. I don't view anything he did as wrong. Do you? Like, I, I don't. No. Like, yeah, nothing he did was shitty. Like, there was no part of it. He didn't owe anybody having to stand up. And I'm sure, I, like, knowing him a little, that he would have reached out to Boudreaux privately and expressed how frustrated it was for him as well to be coming in there. Like, I think that Talkit got screwed as well in that, he gets presented like this villain, you know, yeah. a Vancouver Canucks fan throws a Jersey on the ice, his first game behind the bench. And you're going, boy, he's in, he's behind the eight ball now in terms of winning over a really tough market. So no, I, I feel like, I don't feel sympathy for the fact that he's getting, you know, two and a half sheets to go coach a team in yeah. Canada and he'll be all right. He's Rick Tockett. But I do feel a little sorry for him that the Canucks clusterfuck ended up putting him in a spot where he has to feel like he's explaining himself to people. Boudreaux, I know a little bit better. Um, again, not like you, but every interaction I've ever had with him is, wow, is this guy ever genuine? And er yeah. is he ever just like a good guy? Like, you know, you meet some people and you go, wow, like 
you're just a sweet guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're just you're just nice all the time. Like you and I are assholes. Like people yeah, yeah, us no, no, I am. And and it's like when we're trying to be nice, it's like you know you feel like your smile is like stable on your face. Like I'm really trying to be nice to you, <laughs> and you feel like you're being even more of a jerk. He's just a good guy, and I think that that resonates with a lot of players. Is that he wants to empower his players. He wants to give them whatever they need. He was a player himself. He's a guy who's a lifer. He loves the game. He's been around it his entire life. He can't step away from it. And so for Jim Rutherford and co, Jim, who also a lifer with his experience level, for them to let him hang like that and for him to have to go through it, it's pretty rough, pretty tough. My only little spin to it, and I saw this from like a Canucks fan, so I'm kind of stealing this take, but... The way that it played out did allow Bruce to go out like in a heroic way. Like yes. he yes. gets to go out with the cramp, the crowd chant and Bruce, there it is. And when does that happen for a coach? Like what he just got here in a weird way, as difficult as it was in terms of like him having to be out there and face the media, especially at first and be emotional because again, he does care so much. It's like, he said it. It's one of the going to be the, one of the greatest memories of his career outside of winning. And so in a weird way, these guys screwing up resulted yeah. in something that I think is pretty great where we all got to celebrate Bruce Boudreaux. And so I don't know. It's just like, I'm, that's how I'm torn on it. I'm not torn from talking. I'm torn. Cause I'm like, is it good to go through pain? If you become more of a hero? I think, yes. I think if I he think had to so. play that out, he would want the same thing to happen. I, 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 you, usually you're fired and it's just, Hey, you're done. Your team's not doing well. You're never fired. Cause your team's, doing well unless something catastrophic happens and, and the fans hate you the fans want you out they want after, you fired they like want you gone they're calling yeah. for your head yes and you know it, it it reminds me of a lot of lindy ruff when he took over yeah. from ted nolan yeah. when in, in we had just one of the best teams in the, in the nhl and they couldn't come to a contract and there was all obviously the 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 bickering and, and the fighting behind the scenes with Ted Nolan and, and John Muckler and president along the, the way. But he came in, Lindy, and I didn't give him a chance because I like Teddy so much. And I, you know, I, I didn't understand at the time the business side of it and all of that. I was just like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I love Teddy. I hate you. And I, I, I'd never even met Lindy Ruff. And I, I was wrong there. This is where it's hard for a Rick talk. It is as much as he's a great guy. The guys are going to absolutely love him. Like, Love them. And I, I I just think Vancouver, where they were, how they were playing, we've all seen the Saturday nights. They need a little bit more cowbell. They need a little yeah. bit more fucking grip behind there to keep them accountable. I think Rick's going to do that. But he has to go in instead of already being liked because the team sucked. He's got to go in and prove himself. And the only way yeah. you do that is by winning. That's the yeah. only way. And I don't know if this roster is good enough right now to win. Well, you don't want to win, man. If you're Vancouver, you want those lottery balls to try to get Connor Bedard. Like the idea that ever, if I was a Vancouver Canucks fan, every win would be like a stab in my side, knowing that we're just that little bit further away from a once in a lifetime opportunity. I just, the only, like I can kind of relate to it, even though I'm not from Toronto, I grew up a big Leaf fan and I remember where I was when McDavid went to the Oilers and I knew the Leafs weren't going to get that McDavid pick after the Leafs were terrible and that they tanked and they wanted McDavid. And I thought I'm like, the league's going to rig it so that the Ontario, they have to like, this is going to be great. And then he went to Edmonton and I like, I was actually doing a radio show. You're part of the whole rigging thing, eh? 
Well, no, I, I was saying I wanted them to rig it. Okay. Like, oh, I was like, okay. rig it for us. Rig I don't it. care. Rig it. <laughs> like, rig it. Like, I get, oh, what happens? Like, they get a controversy. Oh, did you guys know they cheated to get McDavid? And I get to watch him every day of his career with Leo. Like, no, I'll never live with the pain. No, it would have been amazing. Um, I remember I was doing a radio show. And we were doing it off of the lottery because, you know, you stop the radio and you're like, this is what happened. And I just was like having a tough time, like focusing because I was so sad that McDavid was going to go to Edmonton. And remember the shot of McDavid where he's like, he looked upset and I was like, he wants out. He's going to Lindros it. Oh, like, yeah. oh, let's Lindros it, McDavid. Let's go. He didn't do that. He's obviously been an oiler forever, but I can't imagine being a Bedard fan, uh, a Vancouver fan, seeing him at the junior tournament and then hearing your front office go like, we're trying to win now and bring it in talk. We're trying to turn the season around. We're trying to beat Columbus and we're trying to beat Anaheim. And I'm going like, ah, oh, no, God, please don't do this. Don't make this worse somehow. I think Canucks fans are in total hell because it's a market that cares. They yeah. just got embarrassed. They are once again kind of rudderless. They've got some young players who are good, but there's nothing great. Um, they're too good to be bad. They're too bad to be good. Like Demko took a huge step back and he was yeah. like the biggest reason to believe that maybe they could be special. Like they've had so many firings where people are like, like they're paying their coaches $7.5 million uh, combined between green and, and like Sean Payton money. They could afford Sean Payton <laughs> yeah. on his range. Uh, yeah. It's just bad. It's bad times to be there, but I hadn't, I hadn't considered what you said there, which is about the players and some of them feeling like the way you did, but here's my only counter to it. My guess is this is just a guess, but that guys now are so much more like the business of hockey, Absolutely. not like the love yeah. of hockey, the passion of hockey. Like think about the way your kid came up where it's like your kid was basically what professionalized from the standpoint of like gear, equipment, health, yeah. nutrition, like at what age, like, 14 13 14, yeah. yeah like that's what i'm saying these guys are built different in terms of like yeah. a coach gets fired and they feel like the allegiance for you it was like this is my passion this is my career this is like you know you're getting paid money but it you know you probably didn't view yourself as like a professional you viewed yourself as an athlete yeah. you know like i yeah. think these guys view themselves as professionals and like this being part of the business i'm guessing that like I'd be shocked if there was a guy in a room that yeah. was responding to this the way that you did back then. I, no, no, no chance. No chance. And it's, it's funny. When I got let go in Kitchener in the OHL, I was an assistant with Jay McKee, and I had got let go, and he said, it's bullshit. This is bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. Because I, I didn't turn guys in for missing curfew in a preseason game. That's why I got let go, essentially. But not no big deal. I had Logan Stanley, who plays for the Winnipeg Jets, and all these guys going, oh, we're going to boycott. We're not going to play. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be fine. They still have to pay me for another year and a half. I'm going to go home and be with my girlfriend mm -hmm. and collect. And I'm going to be fine. I, I get to do something else and not sit on a bus to Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. It's not Yukon, but Sault Ste. Marie is probably as close as I could imagine yeah. to Yukon. Gorgeous jerseys, though. Gorgeous and gr yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. rink. Gorgeous yeah. rink. Man, those people can drink. I was there for a couple nights. And it's yeah. story for another day. But it's funny because you went right into my next question. Yeah. And I, I agree. It's like you're a professional host or something. Um, I'm tanking. The best in the business, buddy. Tanking. Mm -hmm. is, is it a thing in hockey when you have an 18% chance of, of getting that first overall play? It's not like finishing last in the NFL where mm -hmm. you get the number one pick. And I know you threw a little salt, a backhanded wound at me because I'm a New York Jets fan and we won our last two games and mm -hmm. we didn't get Trevor Lawrence. We got a guy named Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so we should have tanked. We should have never been able to win that game like 84 with Mario Lemieux and maybe it being rigged in Pittsburgh getting Sidney Crosby when they were going bankrupt. But yep. do teams tank? We're looking at Anaheim, Chicago, Arizona, Columbus. These are all bad markets unless it's Chicago. Chicago was a great market. But the other ones, it's almost does he go there to die or do you want to – do you want to see it rigged and him be in Montreal or Vancouver yeah. or one of those spots? Dude, I said it. I'd rather see Bedard in Montreal. I hate the Habs. Like, it's the only franchise that I still, like, hold real hate towards as a sports fan. Where I just don't want to see them ever win. Like, the Habs winning would just be a nightmare for me. Like, you know, I grew up as a Leaf fan and, you know, the early 2000s with the Sens, those rivalries. Like, I hated the Sens. And I was like, please, God. When the Sens went to the cup final against Anaheim, I was yeah. like, literally, that's the one of my greatest... Memories as a sports fan is the Ducks beating the Sands and embarrassing them, you know, like just being in a completely different class. But now, like, you know, I went to university in Ottawa. Yeah, I got family there. I just, the Sands have been bad for a long enough time. I just, yeah, like I kind of root for the Sands. I kind of hope that they bounce back. Like I like some of their players. I loved that Giroux went back home. Like, but the Habs is just like, I grew up with a dad who was a Leaf fan and I grew up with just like forever rivals DVDs where you would watch it. And it was like, this is what you hate. And it was like, you'd read the hockey sweater and the kid was embarrassed to wear a Leafs uniform. And it was like, this is <laughs> core hate. And then my closest friends in university were big Habs friends. Like I had Hab fans buddies my whole life in high school. Like it just, that, that to me is like, please God, no, I'd still rather see Bedard go there than Anaheim or Arizona or, oh my God, please God, no. Of course tanking's a thing. And Bettman... But Bettman, you got 18%. Dude, but no, come on, Barney. You know this. It's not It's not that it's tanking from a coach or from players. No, no, no. Like, those guys, and from that's Anderson, the way Bettman I, I tried to spin it. Bettman tried to be like, oh, it's uh, rude to our players to suggest that they would ever step on the ice and not try. I'm like, yeah, buddy, they're incentivized by the money and staying in the NHL. Like, obviously they're trying their best to win and obviously they're trying their best to get paid more. Yeah. No one's questioning that a coach doesn't want to get fired from their cushy gig, making two plus million bucks, a yeah. million plus bucks. They want to win games. They want their record at the end of their careers to go like, Hey, this is who I am. I'm not a tanking coach. No coach is going to do that. But owners, you think in any reality that Anaheim doesn't want to be able to sell Connor Bedard in their building. If they got a 3% chance at getting him, they're not going to spend the extra dollar. They're not going to try to keep a player. Dude, they signed Klingberg this year to be like, not win. They signed him and we all knew it at the time. It was a one-year deal. It wasn't a four-year deal. They signed him to be like, hey, get some value here and then we'll trade you for more picks, but we're not trying to win. Like Klingberg yeah. didn't go there thinking like, boy, I can really lead this group to try to, they won like one regular season game for what? How many do they have now even? Like two, three? I bet against not, them not all the time. Hey, who, so. who, if you had your choice, Anaheim, Arizona, Columbus, where would you like to see them? Columbus. Columbus because at least it's out east and I can watch him more often and I do feel like Ohio is a big enough sports town where they would maybe get it you know like Anaheim won cups and then the next year be like only half of the Honda Center is full yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah, yeah nobody cares it's not it's never you buddy how many times you play in Anaheim when you were like boy this is just you know what is this exactly and I always say we already I have the limos ready to go after the and, game, and you know what, about, who can we meet after the game? Yeah, and, and I worry about markets like that in terms of, like, I hate it as a sports fan when we talk about players that are like, they love wearing their flip-flops to the arena. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. 
care about winning hockey games. Like, I don't give a shit about like you getting to go be in a sunny, fun time land. Like, no, I, I, I hated Tampa for that reason because I didn't feel yeah. like I was in a hockey market. That's what I I'm saying. It. But yeah, you cared. Like, you I were hated, a guy I, who really gave a shit. I, I, I hated wearing flip flops to the rink. I just felt like I wasn't playing hockey. I wanted to be in. That's it. I got traded in New York. I was like, this is, I'm riding a fucking subway, man. Yeah. It's cold. I got, I got Rangers yes, fan man. yelling, just, just fucking, just beat the Devils. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I want for Bedard is I feel like this is the upside if he goes there. If he goes to the Blue Jackets, maybe Ohio, maybe Columbus becomes actually a bit of a hockey town. Like they're never going to top football. I'm not saying that, oh, all of a sudden people are going to yeah, yeah. care more about them than football. Like football is king. No. There's not none of that. No. Uh, the Cavs are red hot, but maybe Columbus, he just builds the game there. People get it like they go, oh, shit. Um, like, I don't know this definitively but yeah mario goes to pittsburgh like you gotta like think about pittsburgh now it's like it's a hockey place like they went oh, mario yeah. and then they went yep. sid and now people like really care right like colby and those guys they do the spit and chicklets episodes from their like those theaters and it yep. sells out it's crazy town they love the penguins i wonder i i do feel like a place like columbus could become a hockey place and people would appreciate it and they would love it and maybe it would grow and build off of that I don't think that that's ever going to happen for Arizona or for Anaheim or for those marks. I just think it's impossible. And for anybody that's like, well, then you can maybe get an Austin Matthews or a Robertson because they come from these not traditional markets. Yeah, like, no, I, did, I don't give a shit about that. Like, I, yeah, like that. Like, I don't, I, that's not worth the squeeze of me watching the Arizona Coyotes just be what they have been for God knows how long or Anaheim, how many times. It's embarrassing too that the Leafs haven't won a cup in air. Like, Arizona's yeah. been deep and, Anaheim won one like ugh. anyway Anaheim won one because Pronger went there and Toronto could have had Pronger that same year had they been willing to give up Alex Steen and so wouldn't do that so no a wouldn't, lot. wouldn't do that hey you, you're you're in the epicenter you're in you're in the globe you're you're a fan of the Leafs and, and you yeah. make no qualms about it Bruins yeah. right now the favored plus 400 to win the cut Leafs are fourth at plus a thousand uh Two-part question: Are you yep. more on Murray or Samsonov if you were to start the playoffs today? And does this team have a legit, legit chance to win? So today I'm on Samsonov because he's been just way yeah. better. And like I talk about this a lot. Um, he's younger and he's more athletic, and he's got good pedigree. Like he's been a player before. But if you watch Samsonov, some of the saves he he swims around a little bit more than Matt Murray does, right? Like he's yeah. a little bit more of a reckless goaltender. Murray's more of just Murray's like a, big and just yeah. block shots. Yeah, exactly. But there are times where, well, there's a couple things. Murray still is a guy that doesn't have great hands, you know, like you can still beat him glove side and it happens from time to time. And he's not overly athletic. He's kind of, I don't want to say he's clunky cause that's kind of rude. He's still a professional athlete. He's like a good goaltender. He's having a really awesome season, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest believer always in analytics when it comes to goaltending stuff. But if you look at like their goals saved above average, which I do believe at least has some modicum of truth, Samsonov's basically making every two games. Uh, he's keeping a puck that should be in the net out of the net. Whereas Murray, it's only happening a little over 20% of the games. Um, just the the highlight real save factor. Samsonov is a higher ceiling guy, in my opinion, at this point of his career. What it's going to come down to is the stuff between the ears, I think, for the two of them come playoff time. And the good news is for Leaf fans is like, yeah, this will be a controversy and we'll talk about it a bunch. But yeah, now Toronto at least has two options, which is solid, but they're never going to have the better option in a series against Boston or Tampa. Like it's Vasilevsky and it's Allmark, who has been the best goalie in the NHL this year, among like everything else Boston has amazing. So 
Today at Samsonov, it could change, although I do think he's the higher ceiling guy. And in regards to like, can they win? Yeah, they can win, but like some shit has to break their way. And do I think they're better than Boston? No. Like Tampa is going to be another coin toss series. But I think if they played Boston, despite Toronto's regular season success against them recently, like, man, I like, I don't know about you, but I, I watch the Bruins and I go, I'm jealous of their fans. I'm like, that's, this must be perfect. You have like a gritty team. Everyone thinks guys they the were top. going away too. Cause they, Dude. they are getting older, but everyone thought they were like left for dead. And I now think there's like, some urgency with them, man. I think that those guys, like they see Bergeron's end of his career and they want to win one for Patrice. And they want to get this done. And like Marshan's still so nasty. And Pasternak's having another year where it's like, wait, where is this guy rank amongst the best players? Like Pasternak is so good. I mean, he's been one of my, I've said it for you. He's, he's top three for me to watch on a daily night. Yeah. Dude, he's so fun to watch. Yeah. And then they're going to go into the deadline with cap space, which they somehow have. <laughs> like nobody has it, but yeah, the yeah. Bruins somehow among all their other luxuries have cap space where they can kind of add somebody. Like, imagine they get Bo Horvat on that team. Like, <laughs> no, it's not fair what they I, are. I, so, I, I coach a lower, a, a, a tier two junior team, good players trying to play in yeah. the OHL, NCAA, and I'll clip like Boston power play and I'll be like, dude, yeah, just be like Pasternak in the bumper. He's like, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm not fucking Pasternak. Yeah. I got four <laughs> yeah. goals in tier two. Yeah, go to bed, Barney. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what do you have another cocktail? Yeah, no, be like Pasternak. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah, good yeah. advice. That, that, yeah. that reminds me of uh, when I was like, I'm coaching like 14 my my kids, and I was watching like literally a house league coach or like rep B, and the coach didn't even go on the ice. He coached from the the bench with his boots, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Come on, we practice this. Do it like do it like Datsuk. Drop to Datsuk yeah. and come in." I like. Dude, the guy's like an ankle bender. Yeah. He can't even get to the blue line. Yeah. Do it like that, Souk. Yeah, yeah. Just one of the most unique players. Oh, yeah. We've seen in the last like 20 years. But yeah. Okay. Cool. A any Anyone out there should go watch the 12 minutes. I think it's 12 minutes of that Souk highlights. Dude, you, but you can't replicate what he does. Like his ability to read the play is that's an eight. So it's ridiculous. And how he strong did. he is. He's, yeah. he, he's the guy that initiated the stick check at the hands like yeah. just under your hands instead of the the blade where he'd really get you it was it was absolutely unbelievable i know you are a seattle fan no one mm -hmm. cares about uh your seattle football team like really the seahawks are not a big deal to anyone yeah. unless you're from seattle or you yeah. like them but great year exceeded expectation mm -hmm. everyone cares about the new york jets yeah everyone rogers lamar or Carr. Who would you like if you? Oh, Lamar. If I was a Jets fan, does yeah. 100% Lamar. First of all, having like the more I watch sports, which I watch just like nonstop, like you, right? You watch sports like, nonstop. You have a sport. Yeah, dude, not, you can't win every year, right? Like, and you know that as Jets fans, like, yeah. And first of all, I think he's the best of those players. You can't win every year, but you know what's the best is watching like one of one exciting, awesome players every week. Yeah. And I've seen Lamar Jackson live twice and I watch a ton of his games because my brother is a Ravens fan and well, he's been relevant. Dude, do you know how fucking fun it is watching Lamar Jackson play football? It's <laughs> like, Do you know how cool it is to have the coolest guy? They're like, the it's going to cost you two first round picks gives and 50 a million a year. I'm like, I don't a give a fuck. It's not my yeah. 50 no, million. Who gives a shit? Even if you get like two or three years of prime Lamar Jackson being awesome, like 
it, top five we, defense. Dude, it would be amazing. Great weapons around him. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. No. Unload the bank. If Lamar, I don't think Lamar is going anywhere. I do. I think I, he's going to Atlanta. I don't think, here's the problem for you. I don't think that if the Baltimore Ravens trade him, which Jason Lackenfora said on my podcast, they are yeah. definitely going to trade him. Okay. He, Jason Lackenfora said on my podcast that the Lamar Jackson era in Baltimore is over. And he's a guy who lives in Maryland, does a DC show, is very plugged into that market, like yeah. knows the, knows what's going on with Baltimore. Um, writes for the Washington Post, like he's the insider in that place. He's also the guy that called Russell Wilson leaving. And it was funny because like my brother, again, is a Ravens fan and he keeps showing me clips of uh, Jim Harbaugh going, he's 200% uh, the coach, or sorry, John Harbaugh. He's 200% the quarterback next year. I'm like, go back and look at the Seahawks clips from when Russ was rumored to be leaving. <laughs> yes, he was saying the same shit. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, all the Seahawks people. But, but anyway. you're saying there's a chance. No, there's. I think he's goner. But no, I think no, 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 you're saying there's a chance he can come to New York a chance. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but New York would have to drastically overpay because I think that Baltimore will, they don't want to ever have to face Lamar in a playoff game. It would just be shattering for their market. I think they'll trade him to the NFC. Like this is one of those things where everybody's going to offer the same thing, right? And the Jets are kind of on the rise. And if you're Baltimore, it's like, what are you going to get back from New York that makes sense rather than trading them to Atlanta in an up and down conference in a different conference where we're going to get draft picks back, right? Like this is what is makes it easy in the NFL to trade guys out of division, out of conference yeah, when they're that caliber player. Yeah, so I, I yeah. don't see it. The guy I do see is the the Aaron Rodgers turning into Brett Favre so perfectly, where it was like the gunslinger who like it's amazing that he became him this way. He didn't like that, you know, they got Jordan Love there and he doesn't love him and he didn't try to really train him up or anything like that. Exactly the way Favre was. And now he's gonna get pushed out and potentially end up in New York. Um He's just got to avoid, you know, showing his bird. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what was your, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. do that. You can't do that. Yeah, I? you can't but, do that anymore. Especially and, and now. then he can't. And then, but yeah, we're like, if he ends up in New York, we're like what fifteen years removed from him defrauding a government for a volleyball team. Like that's what's going to end up happening with Rogers. Uh, I think that New York makes sense, man. Like him going there, rejuvenated team, like. They just fired, didn't you guys just fire LaFleur too? So they just got rid of the brother of the guy he's leaving so he yeah. can choose to bring in another guy. Like, yeah, I think that the Jets would have to go out and get another piece on offense, like another receiver, because it just felt like, yeah, I like Garrett Wilson, but I never really liked the idea of saying, hey, this rookie wide receiver next year, he's like our focal point. You got to get somebody else, maybe a big tight end, like a luxury tight end, something. We need a tight end. Yeah. I'd rather see a tight end than another receiver. Yeah. I but you want to get a receiver type tight end is what I'm saying. Those are hard to come by, but maybe you end up like, I don't know, is TJ Hawkinson, like a free agent, like something like that, like yeah. a plus guy. But I just like the idea of Rogers going there. And if I'm a Jets fan and they're like two first round picks, like shut up. How many first round picks have you guys had? Oh, like, years? like, and if you want to be good, then first round picks, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Like you already hit on it. You got sauce Gardner. You got a sick defense. I don't know how I feel about Salah, to be honest. I like, I'm kind of on the fence about him. Uh, I like but, him. I like there's a couple him. moments with the Jets this season, dude, where like late in games, he didn't do really smart things. And then they kind of blew some games that they should have won. And yeah, I, I don't I, know. I put, a, I put a lot on Lafleur. I love the defense. I love Salah. I, obviously, he's more of a defensive specialist when he came yeah. from San Fran. But I, 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 I maybe I just like the person so much that I compensate. But I, I didn't think we were there to win this year. Again, if you don't have a quarterback, it, it doesn't matter what place yeah. you fucking call. I just and when Brees Hall went out, it's a totally, totally different offense. Yeah. 
Yeah, if it was a different offense, but I I do have I think you have to wonder about the environment in which you develop quarterbacks. And like maybe Zach Wilson just stinks, and maybe he didn't have it in him, and whatever. But I, I think that you as a coach deserve some of the blame for like the atmosphere of a quarterback. And if I was a Jets fan, there would be a part of me looking at what's happening with the Jaguars. Like you said it where you're like, oh, we missed out on Trevor Lawrence. It's like year one, Trevor Lawrence, people were caving him in going, where's the special guy? Where's he supposed to be? And then Urban Meyer leaves and then they're in the playoffs and he's, you know, ripping a 27 point comeback and people are going, he's Nick Wright calls him the prince that was promised. And now he's got all the hype back. It's like, I always wonder with those kind of guys, like young quarterbacks, Hey, how much of this is in the environment? How much of this is in the setup around you? And how much of this is a defensive coach who like didn't know how to handle you properly? Maybe, I don't know. I just, I, if I was the jets this off season and they didn't, they didn't hit on a Rogers or they don't hit on a stud OC because there's not exactly many out there. Everybody needs an offensive coordinator now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it'd be weird to be thinking about Zach Wilson going somewhere else for cheap and then ending up turning into something pretty decent. Like he's got the talent. He's athletic as hell. He's got, he just needs to learn how to throw the ball away and not throw his defense under the bus. When he yeah. Right, right now with the Jets and, and a lot of teams is the egg before the chicken or the chicken before the egg. Yeah, like, exa- he, exactly, dude. Exactly. It, you know, and that's, that's the hard part is juggling. Like there's all these offensive coordinators out there. You want to land one, but you want to land your quarterback. You want your quarterback to be able to pick your offensive coordinator because they have to be in sync. That's yeah. the hard part right now for, for not only us, for, for, for a lot of teams, uh, Last week, I, I crushed it. The week before, I did not do well yep. on my bets. San Fran, Cowboys are not 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 a championship team. This is the same old Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Dak is what he is. Philly, I got this one wrong. Thought the Giants would be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Danny Dimes a little bit. Philly just fucking rolled over them. Kansas City, back to our cover. Fuck you guys. That is bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh but Buffalo gets trounced by Cincy. What's your biggest takeaway in those four games? Uh, well, first of all, I'm rich after last weekend, just so you know. Um, I hit on everything. I had props where I was like on Boston Scott, anytime touchdown, plus 375, nailed it. Uh, like Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. I liked the Eagles to dominate that game, even though I did have one teaser that had Giants plus 14 and a half. I think that's the only thing I missed from the weekend. I was on the Niners. I was on, yeah. I, I had I had, I had Jamar Chase, first time touchdown plus yeah. 800. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So like, but yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of hit on everything last weekend, but my biggest takeaway is just like, this, that Bengals team, like I have a future bet on them, 22 to one. Wow. Yep. I feel pretty good about that right now. Wow. Like, I feel pretty good about buying the Bengals preseason 22 to one and looking at that and saying, these guys are getting disrespected. Uh, but the story to me is how it's like this weekend going in there. Now they're, do- they're, they're road do- uh, favorites, home dogs for the chiefs. Now, last I saw it was like chiefs plus two, something it like is. that. Yeah. Um, I think that we're forgetting that since he was down three offensive linemen, and that they just bully balled the Bills, but that maybe the Bills were a little soft up front, like that the Chiefs defense is actually going to be better, especially in the trenches. And like, I know it's a high ankle sprain and I had Greg Jennings on my show. And he's saying it gets worse the next week. Yeah. Maybe he is hobbled. But like Patrick Mahomes choked last year against the Bengals and he's an all-time great. He might be the greatest, most talented guy to ever play the position. And he's play- facing a Bengals team down three offensive linemen. I just like... The, the story of the weekend, like the takeaway is, 
yeah, like both these teams have some pretty critical injuries and which of them is actually going to show up. Is it going to be Mahomes' ankle or is it going to be the Bengals' offensive line? And I like neither of them really mattered too much last week. It's going to matter this week. How many and, times does he go to Kelsey this week? As many times as he's open. Fuck, which is almost every time that they <laughs> yeah, have he's really good. He's The really guy's good. unbelievable. I know he dominated them. He dominated the Jaguars. But yeah, I like I care about the NFC and I, I'm very curious to see how that game goes. But I think the Super Bowl winner comes out of the game, the AFC championship game. All right. You know, well, first of all, would you consider hedging in going the other way or you're riding your 22 to one Barney's bets? I got to hear. Give me it. Who do you got? Philly, San oh. Fran, Casey, Cincy, Buddy. Philly minus three at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm betting. I like Philly. I think that I think that it's going to show up the Brock Purdy stuff. Like there's been little inklings. First half against Seattle, he sucked. Yeah. A lot of the Cowboys game, he wasn't very good. He made the plays. I love Brock Purdy, right? Like I think he's awesome. I think it's an incredible story. But like now we're looking at the Alabama quarterback in Jalen Hurts, who's having an MVP season. <laughs> you remember the pedigree of that guy oh, versus yeah. Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, and this loaded Eagles team against the Niners. And I think that they're even a lot of ways and the quarterback stuff is going to really show up in this one. And the, the big playability of Hertz is really going to show up. So I like the Eagles, but you better believe that I'm hedging against the Bengals this week with a heavy Cincinnati or with a heavy chiefs bet. Yeah. And if it's a super bowl, it's probably gonna be the, one of the biggest bets I've ever made in terms of like cash to hedge. I, I need yeah. to come out of this one. I never hedge. I'm honestly such a Dumbo that I, I'm always like, you got to hedge here. You got to hedge here. And then the game rolls around. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh I love even more. Yeah. But then, but this time around, it's like, it's going down like uh, yeah. 22 to one. I'm hedging baby. Like yeah, there's 20, 22 to one. If it's five yeah. to one, I'm like, ah, no, ex exactly. That's why I don't hedge. That's why I never remember is because I'm like, what? I don't want to eat into my like couple hundred dollar profit or my thousand dollar max yeah. profit. It's like this is real money. Where I'm like, no, no, no. You need to make real money now. So yeah, head yeah, yeah. is happening. I like that. Smart better. Yeah. Always bet responsibly wherever Always. you are betting. I'm on Philly minus three. KC plus two. I'm with you. I think Cincinnati is great, but down three offensive linemen. I just mm. think they're going to drop a lot of surprise blitzes. Fucking the outside coming down the middle, and I, 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 I. I, I just think KC is a great team. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way uh, to put points on the board. Travis Kelsey's is out. And if he doesn't have a lot of time, he's always going to find 87. It's just the way the, the the way it is. I wish you luck. Thank you for being so gracious. The the Alaskan asshole, the Yukon. Uh, can't even no, come up with anything. Just we'll go. Yeah. We'll go with the asshole. Yeah. Uh, I hope you win, and they can pay that man his money. Yes. Uh, hedge it. Uh, keep up the awesome work. Find JD Bunkus, his podcast on mm -hmm. Sportsnet, host of Raptors post game, leaves post game, leaves. He does it all. Yeah. He does it all. And his and his grandma's ninety seven. Just telling stories all over the place. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I. I there's Great. no way I'm making it to 97. No Not yeah, a chance. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This. Yes. No one's banking on that. Thanks no. for having me, buddy. This was hey, fun. Hey, cheers, buddy. Take care. Well.